Welcome to How Leaders Lead. I'm Kula Callahan here to bring you another edition of Three More Questions with David Novak. David, it's so good to be with you. How are you doing today? Kula, it's it's always a privilege and an honor to be with you and I always have so much fun doing these three more questions. And today we're going to debrief my conversation that I had with Joe Scarlett, the former CEO of Tractor Supply. David, this episode was fantastic. Joe is a guy who has incredible stories about his career and just hearing the history of Tractor Supply and how he has grown it to a wildly successful company is something that I truly enjoyed listening to. And Joe is a leader that I loved learning from. His big tenant and leadership is that transparency is what unifies a team. And so I'm excited to get your take on some of the concepts that he talked about in your conversation. So without further ado, David, let's get right into the questions for today. Let's do it. And I I have to tell you that I think the thing that I really appreciated about Joe was just that he's the real deal. You know, and I think that's what you mean by transparency as what you see is is what you get. And I just loved it. And I also love learning about tractor supply. You know, I'm not a real tractor guy, a farm guy. I mean, that's not exactly my cup of tea, but it's amazing in, in this country how successful you can be, you know, attacking categories that you just don't think of each and every day. And Joe and his team did a marvelous job doing it. They certainly did, David. And that's a great tee up to question number one. So let's just get right into it. Fire away. Question number one. In the early days of Tractor Supply, they really focused their sales efforts on production agriculture. But after studying what products were really selling and where most of their customers were coming from, Joe realized that they were focusing on the wrong type of farmer. It wasn't the production agriculture farmer that they were really selling to. It was what Joe called the hobby farmer that made up the bulk of their sales. So they pivoted their entire sales strategy to reach these hobby farmers, and it changed the trajectory of their business for the better. David, what are some ways other leaders can hone in on who their customers truly are? Well, one of the things that Joe and his team did is they were very data-based. You know, they looked at who was really buying their products and, you know, where the real growth was coming in the category. And they realized if they just focused on the professional farmer, they would limit their real opportunity. And, and they realized that the real opportunity were people who really needed the kind of equipment that goes into farming, but they apply it in their everyday lives. And when they did that, they just locked in all kinds of growth. But they did that by really understanding their current sales, seeing what was growing. And then the other thing that I really appreciated about Joe is that uh, besides looking at the data, I mean, he actually went out in the stores and talked to customers and saw what was happening and talked to the store managers and asked them where they thought the growth opportunities were. And it all took them to what they called the, the hobby farmer. And once they locked into that, you know, the rest is history. It was so interesting listening to Joe talk about what changed after they really identified that hobby farmer. He said, you know, we quit opening stores in the cornfields in Iowa because that's not where hobby farmers were. So the changes really can be monumental for your business when you hone in on who is making up the bulk of your business. And one of the things that I would always encourage everybody to figure out is who's going to be your heaviest user. 
And that's really what they figured out. They didn't go after the light user in the category. They really, really figured out who the heavy user is. And in almost every category, 5% of your user base will count for 70% of your volume. And once they figured out that it was the hobby farmer and tractor supplies case, that's when they really started to grow their business and grow their sales and, and, and their profits and why they're one of the best performing stocks on the New York Stock Exchange while, while Joe was the uh, CEO and is continuing to do well. Well, that's really interesting you bring that up, David, because here's question number two. From 2000 to 2020, Tractor Supply had the third best performing stock in the S&P 500, even outperforming Apple. Now, David, after researching and interviewing Joe, how do you feel like they achieved that? What really was his special sauce that helped them reach that pivotal moment? Well, we got to start out with what we just talked about. First, they really understood their customer base, and then they really started marketing to it and opening up stores where they could reach those customers and, and really drive their, their sales and profits. So understanding their customer, listening and responding to the voice of the customer, that has to be you know fundamental in anything you do. But the thing about Joe and Tractor Supply is, is they have a culture, and it's a culture where everyone counts and everyone knows it, and they believe that people come first. If you get your people right, then you satisfy more customers, then you make more money. They understand that true formula for success. And when you do that, you know, it's, it's interesting. That gave them a culture that drives results. And the very smartest investors, they're really looking for, for the companies and the people that have great cultures. Because they know that if you have the right work environment, you're going to get the most productivity and you're going to make more customers happy. And, you know, it's the kind of common sense that a, a Joe Scarlet can really bring to bear. Question number three. At Tractor Supply, every team member in every store has the authority to do whatever it takes to save a customer. Joe even says if you lose one sale but save a customer, that's a win. How do you train your people to do the right thing with customers, David? You know, I think you really have to put yourself in the customer's shoes and you have to teach your team members to put yourself in the customer's shoes. So being empathetic, I think, is really important. And being empathetic to the person that counts most in, in your business is, is being empathetic to the customer. And, and I would just give you one really great example of that. I love the interview that I did with Kendra Scott. And she had the sister rule. And it was basically, how do you treat your sister? If your sister comes into the store, how do you treat your sister? How would you want your family member treated? Now, that's not a big training manual with 150 pages that tells you what you need to do. It's just like a real simple way to get people to really think about what the business is all about and how you should treat your customers. And I think everybody should find a simple way to do that. Gosh, I love that sister rule that Kendra Scott shared. And I think that's a really great rule to teach your employees. How would you want your sister or family member to be treated? Well, David, that wraps up our episode of Three More Questions for today. Thanks again for tuning in to How Leaders Lead. We're on a mission to make the world a better place by developing better leaders. And if you carve out a little time with us each and every week, we'll help you build the confidence you need to lead well. And coming up next week, Kula, on How Leaders Lead is Michelle Korsma, the president and CEO of the National Restaurant Association. I can't wait for you guys to hear that one.